0: And a good Thursday morning to you, and welcome into Darren, Donick, and Chase here on ESPN 1025, the game, downtown Slashville. We are in Pete and Terry's Tavern here on the back end of Bridgestone Arena, and tonight this is going to be the site for the first game of the regular season, and it happens to be at home. In fact, the first four games are going to be at home, but tonight it'll be the Predators and the Minnesota Wild. We got a lot of things to get into today. Darren McFarlane, that's me. Willie Donick. What's up? Yeah, you got a little bit of a mouthful, don't you? No. (laughs) I do not. Chase McAbee.
1: Happy opening day. Happy playoff day for the Braves. How's it going, Nashville?
0: Oh, wow. Sneak in a little Braves stuff. For those of us that have teams in the playoffs, time to chop.
1: Time to chop.
0: A lot of people feel they're going to get chopped. They're yeah. not going to get chopped. They'll be all right. I have faith. The A's thought they were going to be all right last night too.
1: Yeah. Well, man,
0: the Dingers, man, they're going out like it's amazing. So how
2: many? Seven home runs in the in the two wild card games combined. I mean, uh, par for the course, I guess, yeah. for the uh, for the regular season. So you better get that well, big, Diaz long had ball two, going. Two alone. Yeah. Well, the, the Rays hit four. Yeah. They scored six runs. They had four dingers. They're not. Are they known for like who? Who is Reggie Jackson? Is Babe Ruth? Is Hank Aaron? Hey, on the, don't, don't be on the Rays. Tommy Pham. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yes, the,
0: Yandy Diaz. Did you even know who oh, Yandy yeah, Diaz yeah. was? Yes. We could definitely um, not stump people with their roster. Everybody can hit it out. Just that. That
2: will be the theme of the playoffs. Everybody. Can hit it out.
0: Wait till we get to the Yankees Twins, man. Yeah. We haven't started that series We haven't yet. even started that one. Good luck with a, seeing a single on that game. Yeah, we we should start going
2: nuts if somebody has a hit and run single and gets guys going from first. Third. It, well, it won't know, The announcers would have they to would, would tell what everybody what's yeah. happened. Yeah, we just don't see that anymore. Why why
0: try to steal a base? Just sit back and play home run derby. That's all it is. Well, who? In fact, I haven't even looked. Who led the? Who led baseball in steals this year, and what was the number? Malik Smith, forty-six. <laughs> forty-six. That's actually higher than I would have guessed. Forty-six. I would have probably said hovering around forty, low forties. Yeah. Less forty-six. That's what it is today. I mean, that's that's your that's your standard. That's your gold standard for stealing bases in today's game. Forty-six. Yeah. Yep, and it's not even that. It's like. There's just so few guys that even fourth. have
2: 20. That's a fourth of the season. That's, right. a, that's
0: a stolen base in a fourth of the season. Right. But it's essentially.
2: like 46 is, is, is still not that bad, but it's just like there's so few people that even get 10 or 15. Yeah. Like everybody's got 15 homers. I mean, right, right. part-time players, 15 homers, easy. Sometimes 20. Regular players playing first base, if they don't have 30 homers, you're like, what's going on? They don't yeah. have any power. Yeah. They're in a slump. Back in the day, if you had 20 homers, you're like, hey, man, he's got power. 20 homers. If a shortstop had 10 homers, you're like, oh, my gosh, our shortstop's got 10
0: homers. Right. We've got power. Not anymore. Not anymore. That's not the case anymore. You know who didn't have home runs or stolen bases this year? Chris Davis. He didn't. He had a lot of strikeouts. Yeah, he dropped off. He didn't have any home runs. Dropped he always, off. Home that's runs, that's a good way to yeah, put it. Dropped off like a cliff, like, like a mountain, Mount Everest. What, <laughs> I mean, what does he make, about $30 million a year? Yeah. What, drop
2: off, that's being Wait, nice. Wait, which, which Chris Davis are you talking about? Orioles.
0: Oh, I thought you were talking about the A's, Chris no, Davis. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Orioles, who gets paid You know, when he oh, signed a right, $160 million dollar contract. Yeah. Well, it just shows you now that if you only hit homers, you're, you're yeah, a dime. Yeah, but he didn't do that. He hit yeah. 12.
2: Yeah, you're a dime a dozen. He yeah, batted he's, he's, he's,
0: 179 yeesh. this year.
2: Well, the A's also have a Chris Davis who has been very consistent but dropped off this year. So the A's went cold at the wrong time. It, you look at the A's over the years, they just never seem to – they just never do it in the playoffs. Just Never. They get I, there I a told lot. you yesterday. I told you yesterday. Never do
0: it. They they have been horrible in the spot. Godly, it's bad. They cannot win. And by a the way, they had a great win. crowd, great atmosphere.
2: 50 oh, something thousand. It yeah. was awesome, and they never got going.
0: Could not get anything. So going.
2: now, when the Rays get to host uh, their their home games, I'm hoping they uh, the Tampa. Hello, will, will you go to the game? I, I assume they will for the playoffs, right?
1: They will. They can really change they it. Will. I think they'll they respond they for the So it, they had on the beach, they had a watch party. <laughs> Did they? For for the Rays' final game and had a ton of people out on the beach watching. A, a ton? Of, no, they really were. Uh, they were like, like a ton of people. I don't know. I didn't weigh them all, but maybe
0: they could be a ton. <laughs> if, they, if you weighed them
1: all, would they weigh a ton? <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to find <laughs> out <laughs> now. There was
0: that that's many really people good, there? That's a good science question for the, for the classes down there in the, on the beach. If they were all standing on scales watching – the rays would they weigh a ton? Look, there, were,
1: there were a few out there that had their shirt off that probably needed to put a shirt on and okay, um, you know, could have could have helped that along. Okay,
0: I, did, I you said a ton, and I'm just I, I'd love to know the don't beach, you know the expression the beach watch yeah. party for the rays? What that was. We're getting – Darren's getting all literal. I, yeah. Apparently. Apparently, uh, no, Maddox I've, I've taking no, science classes. No, they're I'm learning curious. about tons. I'm really curious about – Have you been going
2: over, you know, a ton is 2,000 pounds and a, a mile is, you know, What I think of
0: feet. the Rays watch party, the only thing that weighs a ton down there is, like, the stadium. Like, I can't imagine I – mean, yeah. Like, I don't – their games this year – I mean – I've, I saw their games where, I mean, you could, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, Well, we've
1: been there. Hello, we have. <laughs> anyone here? Here? We had, here? We had fifth row seats, and we look in front of us. Nobody's in the yeah. first row. Okay, we're going to move up. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's sad.
0: <laughs> it's It's really sad. But, yeah, they'll show up for the playoffs. They will. But I don't know. It's uh I, I'll say this. No drama last night. My
1: my biggest takeaway from that city though was you had a, a handful of the Rays fans that were you know were feeling it, but they're all in for the lightning. They were I mean, they were buildings oh, yeah. with giant lightning bolts hanging on it and go bolts and, and all of that. I mean, they're all about Tampa Tampa Bay Lightning, so
0: Well, they're they're pretty good. Yeah, I mean they are the best team of of the pro teams that they have there. They are pretty good. Uh, We will have a pair of tickets to give away for tonight's game. Yep, this is what you have to do. If you're uh, down in this area or planning on coming downtown to eat lunch, or if you are listening to us at your workplace right now downtown and you're looking for a spot to uh, pop into and have a bite to eat, uh, this is your place, Pete and Terry's Tavern. You can come in here. You have to be present to sign up. You don't have to be present to win. But you will have to physically walk yourself in here Grab a pen. We've got a, a registration box here at Pete and Terry's Tavern. Sign up to win. And at twelve forty five we will draw a name. And that lucky winner is coming to the game tonight. Yes. It's that tonight. simple. Tonight. So you've got until now, until twelve forty five to get into Pete and Terry's Tavern here on Dumumbrian. And sign up. And like I said, hopefully you'll stick around because they've yes. got lunch specials, twelve dollars and fifty cents for a burger and a beer. Happy Hour will be a little bit later from 3 until 6, but they've got $5 domestic draft, $6 craft draft, and $7 specialty cocktail. Plus, I want to remind anybody who's coming to the game tonight, remember to follow the, uh, the policy, the new bag, clear bag policy. So if you want to look that up, you can go to BridgestoneArena.com under the Arena Policies tab because they have changed that around a little bit, and you might want to check it out if you are indeed Coming to the game. Okay. Chance to win tickets. I don't know what else I, tweet, we, I don't know what else we can do to get you to come to Pete and Terry's. I, I,
1: I tweeted this out of what you need to do to win tickets. And uh, at President says he would like to win. I don't think he's eligible.
0: Well,
2: and I think he's already set. Yeah. Should be, I don't think he, he needs be tickets.
1: I think he's got them. Uh, but I appreciate his response yeah, to my that tweet. that
2: was nice. I'll tell you what. It's going to be fun tonight. I. I it is... I think there's a lot of curiosity. I think there's a lot of there's been a lot of anticipation. We've seen the response from the fans in the in the preseason home games and those didn't even count. So so tonight I think there's going to be just off the charts energy tonight for an opener. It's going to be great. Hopefully the guys will play well yeah. and uh and oblige some exciting games
0: last night.
1: Yeah?
2: Some some uh some the, the Blues and the and
0: the Capitals. We'll, we'll the save Luger it. We'll, we'll, we'll save, that save all that. Later, but, well, uh, well, no. Next segment, second. Jackie Redman from NHL oh, Network.
2: Isn't that a good segue? We'll
0: join us on the other side. Indeed, we will talk about uh, what happened last night. The NHL did drop the puck, and those games counted. We'll get into all that and more with Jackie Redman from the NHL Network. Next on Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN, 102.5, the game. Hey, don't forget today at high noon, we will be making our silly – Underdog picks. We will review, review last week's picks. Pfft. We will make our picks this week. It's a new week. You, the listeners, get to make three selections. I wish we could make three. Maybe our chances would be better for a Do winner. Do I don't know. <laughs> I'm losing faith. I'm so losing faith. Hey, weekly winners every week to an upcoming sporting event or concert here in town. Go to thegamenashville.com or ESPN the Game Nashville mobile app and play with us. Silly Underdog Picks is sponsored by Volunteer Hose and Gasket. So keep that in mind coming up at noon today. Let's say hello and good morning to Jackie Redmond, who is a part of NHL Network. She does great work there. And, of course, you can watch Jackie today on NHL Now. Well, I have downtime in between the show and the Predators game tonight. I check out NHL Now all the time. She'll be on there starting at 3 p.m. Central today and uh you can go to nhlnetwork.com for your local channel listings jackie how you doing
3: i'm doing fantastic happy hockey season you guys and uh your checks in the mail for everything you just said about how great our show is
0: all right <laughs> i hope it has a lot of zeros after that first number
2: yeah there's just no number before zero it's all zeros. yeah, yeah <laughs> probably
0: zero point <laughs> zero right well there's, you put as yeah, many zeros yeah. as you want there well jackie i'll tell you what as we sit here in downtown Nashville, it certainly feels like the start of the hockey season. We've been averaging about 99 degrees every day, so it certainly feels like hockey weather outside.
3: Listen, as a Canadian, that sounds extremely foreign <laughs>
0: to me. You're like, I don't understand. What do you mean, 99 degrees?
3: Yeah, I was like, I cannot compute this.
0: <laughs> what does this mean? what uh, could you compute last night with what you saw? Let's start in St. Louis. Let's start... In the Predators division. The Blues, the defending Stanley Cup champs, hosting the Washington Capitals. So the last two years, uh, winners faced off in St. Louis, and the Capitals came away with the overtime victory. What did you make of the game?
3: Um, first of all, I couldn't believe when I read yesterday that that hasn't happened. Back to back defending champions opening a season against each other hasn't happened in over 50 years. Wow. I was like, what? We should be doing this every year. I think it's a great idea, so I was super pumped uh, for that game and to kind of see the St. Louis Blues open their season um, in front of their fans, who I got to experience firsthand last year and how crazy um, and enthusiastic their fan base is. But it was it was a great game. Alex Ovechkin, of course, in mid-season form already, so it was it was a super fun game to watch. Um, I think it was probably next to the Sharks and the Golden Knights. the the second game last night that I was most excited to watch and it it lived up to the hype that's for sure
0: you know Washington went through this last year Jackie of course it's tough we know how tough it is already but when you're the you know when you have the bullseye and you make that long run and play hockey all the way to mid-June it's tough the next year and that Capitals team was just as loaded again last year and we know how that all played out it's hard to repeat it's hard to follow up that body work, and that's what we're trying to figure out. Of course, a lot of hoping that St. Louis has that lag as well. But just talk about what you think the Blues obviously made that trade for Falk uh, right before Carolina and Nashville played a preseason game here. What do you think? How do you think the Blues uh, this season is going to play out for them?
3: I still think uh, the Blues are a really solid team. I think last year, you know, we get so caught up in that they were in last place in January. And we, we kind of failed to mention that they that they certainly um, were way below expectations the first three, four months of last year. It just took them a long time to sort of live up to the bar that was set um, before the season started last year. So I, I do think the St. Louis Blues are legit. I think that they're a good team. My concern is the way that they play. They're such a physical team, and that wears the opponent down. We saw it work Uh, wonders in the postseason last year it's part of the reason that they were the eventual Stanley Cup champions but over the course of an entire season after playing for so long last year and then you know rightfully so celebrating for two months over the summer I just wonder if they can keep up that pace of play for the entire season and then compete for another Stanley Cup uh, in the playoffs should they make it and I do think they will make the playoffs.
0: You know, everybody is identifying the Atlantic Division as kind of murder's row, especially very, very top-heavy with those big three. Uh, we also believe here in Nashville that the Central is another division that is loaded and, and has had a lot of success over the last, like, five years and, and very, very competitive. When you look around the Central right now, what do you see?
3: You know, I want to talk Preds, so let's, let's talk about the Predators because – the Predators, I think, have had high expectations for years, and this year I feel like, and maybe it's just me, you guys can let me know sort of what the what the tone is like where you're at, but where, from where I'm sitting, which is in New Jersey, in a makeup room right now, I feel like people, <laughs> just, just shooting it straight, boys, um, I feel like people aren't really talking about the Predators to the level that I'm used to seeing before the start of a season and I think that might bode well for the Preds to kind of go into a season where people expect them to be good but people aren't necessarily talking about the Predators as a Stanley Cup contender and I think maybe that's actually a good thing for Nashville
0: it's like you've been listening to the show Jackie I've been saying that that (laughs) I've been saying that we've been talking about on the show for for weeks that look like you said you you laid it out perfectly are they good Good? Absolutely. Are p- people picking them to possibly win in the division three straight years? Yes. Are they a playoff team? People picking that? Yes. But you're right. The last two years, it's felt like Stanley Cup or bust, which is so incredibly difficult to live up to those expectations. And now that you don't have that same vibe, we've been saying it's probably going to play play out well and we use the capitals as the example right it just once they and they got they made some roster moves and then nobody was really talking about the capitals two years ago when they decided to finally break through and win it all
3: yeah it's 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 actually the perfect example because when everyone finally gave up on the capitals is when they when they figured it out and made it happen so I'm excited to see what the Predators do. I'm excited to see Matthew Shane uh, play his first regular season game as a member of the Predators. We can all – now this year, you know, it's the first year in a long time, we're not going to talk about, hey, Matthew Shane, could he go to the Predators? That's not going to be a story this year. What are you guys going to talk about?
1: (laughs) We'll find something else. Don't worry.
2: (laughs) Jackie Redmond is with us from the NHL Network. Jackie, uh, before we go further, I do want—I don't know who is on the show with you today. I know eventually, we'll Stu Grimson will make his rotation up there. I'm wondering if the staff, including yourself, has ordered the Stu Grimson book yet? Because I, I know that we got to get the book sales going.
3: Yeah, of course, of course, we're supporting <laughs> uh, the Grim Reaper big time. He's actually—I I can't recall if it's today or tomorrow. I think it's today. We're actually going to sit down and talk to him about what people can expect from his book. So for all the Groom Reaper fans out there that are anticipating uh, the contents of this novel. Uh, he's going to talk about that on NHL now this week. So um, I'm excited to read it. He was still writing it or put the finishing touches on it um, during the cup final last year. So I've seen, you know, firsthand how hard he's worked on this book and I know I'm biased, but you know, he's one of the greatest dudes I've had the privilege of working with and I think it's going to be a really, really interesting um, and well-written collection of stories from, from his experience in the National Hockey League. But he was legit, you know, going to his hotel room, writing, you know, putting, editing chapters in the midst of, of a crazy cup final. So he's, he's put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into the book.
2: Well, we agree with everything you said about him. He does a fantastic job for you guys. We're We're excited for him. So, Jackie, let's... Let's talk about the team that sort of is getting a lot of the a lot of the attention because of what they have done. Actually, a couple teams I want to ask you about, but let's start with Colorado because that seems to be the team that is the, the team that everybody seems to be jumping on in terms of a team that they think is going to make a leap just because of how well they played in the playoffs last year.
3: Yeah, the hype train is real for the Avs, hey? Okay? <laughs> yeah. um, for a long time, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We gotta wait for Miko, like if he doesn't start the season, but now of course that's taken care of, so that that's a mute point. But um I think I think the hype is deserved. I think they've earned that. They're a very exciting team to watch. But I do think that they're young, so I think they're gonna have a fantastic season. But I think, you know, expectations and pressure and Um, You know, predictions are a funny thing, and I think they affect different people different ways. I mean, we just talked about it with the Predators, right, going into a season where people maybe aren't calling them a cup contender. It'll be interesting to see how the Avs, who have a lot of young talent on that roster, handle sort of the pressure of being called a cup contender, because there are people out there that are saying the Colorado Avalanche could win the cup this year. That's a lot to live up to, you know, for a Cale McCarr, who obviously came into the league late last year and, and made an incredible first impression. But I just think pressure is a funny thing, and, and I'll be curious to see how the Avs handle that when they hit, you know, a rough patch of the season, as every team does over the course of the year.
2: We were looking at a poll in The Athletic, not that they're the only one that's out there. I'm sure you could go to no- numerous <laughs> websites. But the consensus was that the, the favorite in the West is Vegas. And you were mentioning how excited you were to watch that game. That, that rivalry is really growing about as fast a rate as you can possibly grow, Vegas against San Jose. But Vegas certainly looked sharp last night to start it.
3: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They, you know, they deserve the, the credit and the hype that they're getting as well. I will say, and I love Marc-Andre Fleury. He's one of my favorite people. He's a fantastic goaltender. But again, we're going into a season where his workload looks like it's going to be pretty heavy. And I think if you look at the Blues and the Caps, our last two Stanley Cup champions, you know, their goaltenders haven't had to play 65 games in the regular season before going into the postseason. And for Marc-Andre Fleury, who's certainly capable of that workload, I just wonder if that could affect them uh, come playoff time. They're definitely a playoff team. They they look like they're gonna be the best team in the West. But I we had this conversation on NHL now yesterday and I think yes, Vegas could be the, the team that comes out of the West. But I still think I think the West is up for grabs. I think there's a lot of teams that could take take a big step forward this year, so it'll be interesting to see. But for Vegas I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little concerned about Flurry's workload. Just a little.
1: And uh, Cody Glass scores in his NHL debut. The first first pick of the Golden Knights gets his first goal last night. We're talking to Jackie Redmond from the NHL Network, and I want to stick with that game for a second because uh, it came out that Eric Carlson was a late scratch for the San Jose Sharks for a what they're calling a personal matter. Coach Peter DeBoer didn't say that he'd be ready to go for for the home opener or, or any of that or when the team plays again on uh, on Friday. What do you make of that situation? Because they paid Carlson a lot of money.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll start by saying I hope whatever is going on with him, I hope that everything's okay, I hope his family's okay, and that, and that it's nothing, um, you know, too serious. Um, but I think, you know, the Sharks are, are a team that I think is vulnerable, really vulnerable going into this year. You know, they lost some, some key players to their lineup. Um, Eric Carlson, as you just mentioned, you know, they paid him a lot of money to be there. And they need him for a full season to compete. He's a big part of their lineup. So if he's out for an extended period of time, that just increases my concern for the Sharks because I'm kind of heading into the season already kind of weary of of what I'm expecting from them, which is crazy to say when you look at how deep they went into the postseason last year. But that's just how I feel about them. There's just something about the Sharks that I can't fully buy into.
1: When you look at the East, because obviously we pay attention to the West here in Nashville, but – with the Eastern Conference, is this Tampa's to lose, or do you think Toronto, another team, are they going to have something to say about that?
3: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I still think Tampa is the best team in the East, um, but I, I don't know how they're going to respond to what happened last year. It's, what they did last year was so ridiculous that I just don't, I don't know if they're going to be that dominant again and when the playoffs come I don't know I don't think anyone's really going to fully believe in the Tampa Bay Lightning until until they go all the way and actually do it and the Boston Bruins are certainly still a very good team but they went all the way to June last year they got as close as you can possibly get to winning a Stanley Cup without winning it and their core is aging so I'm I'm thinking the Boston Bruins might actually take a step back and the Washington Capitals could be a team that contends for the Cup this year. I like the Caps. I think they yeah. could be a team that that represents the East in the Cup final, and maybe they win two Cups in three years.
1: Well, and they battled last night to get the win in overtime. So that that uh, that's a very good good pick. So who knows how that go? Uh, that will turn out. But I do want to ask you too about Dustin Bufflin and the situation in Winnipeg. Uh, you know, they were able to get those guys re-signed that were restricted free agents. So now they're with the team. But Buff. Remains out, um, considering what, we're, you know, considering retirement, or who knows what's going on. But uh, what are your thoughts on Dustin Bufflin?
3: Well, I think you just you know said the perfect phrase that applies to the Winnipeg Jets this year. What the heck is going on? Like, I, what happened to the Winnipeg Jets? I mean, their their blue line has been pretty much completely demolished, and with Big Buff, you know, out possibly contemplating retirement. That's a huge blow to a Jets team that even with him in the lineup, I was already saying could be a bubble team this year, which is crazy to think because they just went to the conference finals two years ago. So I, I honestly don't have a whole lot of faith in the Jets this year, even with Bufflin in their lineup should he come back. But with him out, I kind of – honestly think the winnipeg jets are not a playoff team like i if we're talking bubble i think they're on the outside looking in
0: oh we will have you on more then, jackie after that prediction <laughs> well, I mean, in fact, guys, uh, we'll go on and schedule our next interview you, we can make I you mean, a weekly
3: it's, it's, i mean you look at their blue line right and it's like i don't want to take anything away from what the jets have done the last couple of years because two years ago they were a stanley cup. actually heading into last year people were like this team could win a stanley cup sure but that window for them has Closed, in my opinion, so quickly that I don't even, to go back to the beginning of our conversation, I don't know how to compute it. I don't understand how it happened so quickly, but their blue line is made up of mostly guys where they've got to have career years and everything has to go right for them to sort of compete in their division. Um, And on top of that, you know, Connor Hellebuck, who two years ago looked out of this world. You know, came back down to earth last year. Who is he going to be this year? I'm not sure. Probably somewhere in the middle. But with what's happened to their blue line, they need Connor Hellebuck to be the Hellebuck that he was two years ago. So I, I don't know. I just I have a hard time thinking that the Jets are going to make the playoffs this year. And on yesterday's show, we were talking about you know playoff teams from last year that we don't think are going to make it, and teams from last year that missed that we think are going to make it. And for me, the Jets are that team in the West that made it last year to the postseason, and, and I just don't think they're going to make it this year.
0: And we think a light on a lot of stuff. Jackie, <laughs> thank you so much for the visit. Uh, we look forward to it. We'll talk to you throughout the course of the season, and, of course, we'll be watching today starting at 3 p.m. Central. Thanks for doing this.
3: Always a good time, guys. Happy opening night for you guys.
0: Yes, thank you very much. That is Jackie Redman, NHL Network. And NHL Now will be on today at 3 p.m. Central. Hope a lot of you check it out. You can visit NHLNetwork.com for your local channel listings. We will come back with more here live from Pete and Terry's Tavern. Predators and Wild tonight. Puck drop at 7 o'clock pregame at 6. Everything heard right here on ESPN 1025, the game. Back here on Darren Donick and Chase, live here at Pete and Terry's Tavern, Got time. 12.45, we will draw a winner. You just need to come in here and register to win. We've got a registration box. Fill out your name, your info, put it in the box. And at 12.45, we will draw a lucky winner, and you'll be headed right here at Bridgestone Arena tonight to watch the Predators open up their season against the Minnesota Wild. You don't have to be present to win, but you do have to be present to walk in here and fill out your registration slip. So yes. That's all you have to do. And you can say hi. And then come in here. You can say hi. You can take a picture. You know, you, you can, can do whatever you, you want. Can
1: take a picture, do a wave. If we're talking, you know, don't like walk up and start talking because we're we're talking. He can't hear you. Yeah. He can't hear you. Yeah. yeah. And then,
0: but you know, wave. And, and they've wave. got a uh, burger and beer special. Yeah. Twelve dollars and fifty cents. Or fifty. Or is it fifty centy? Is it fifty cents?
1: Fifty cent. Yeah.
0: We we we're
1: no, we just need to move on.
0: Skillsey will uh, stop by here at eleven thirty. We'll have Hal Gill plop down at the table. Um, silly underdog picks at high noon. Got a lot of things to get into. Guys, has anything changed on uh, your front when it comes to this Titans-Bills game? We certainly have talked about it some this week and uh, how important, vitally important this game is considering the entire division is at 2-2. Two and two. <laughs> Indianapolis looks like they're probably going to – I know it's tough to do this in the NFL, but they're at KC Sunday night. I think that's a loss. That puts the Colts at 2-3. and three. Houston I don't know, probably – the,
1: the Lions gave KC a game, so.
0: I, I, I'm, I'm well, past that the point That was at of, Detroit, though. Yeah. This is the Chiefs right. at home against Indy. No. I think that's – Would
2: you have said that about the Bucs going to the Rams? No, you're right. I <laughs> know. I mean, tough. I would have said that. I was like, oh, that's a loss for the Bucs. You're right. I you're would right. have said that.
0: Houston's at home against the Falcons. By the way – I. Dare I say it? Falcons lose? Like, is that it for them? It's yeah. like, yeah. Which is why maybe they'll play great and That's note, do everybody right? a solid. Right. and, and But Houston's Titans. coming off a horrible game yes, at, lo- at the, home they look- against Carolina. So, you know, there's there's the- Jacksonville is in Carolina to take on the Panthers. So this is, as we know, it's a critically important game, especially a home game. You can't keep dropping home games. The good news for the Titans is, while they've been inconsistent, they haven't been inconsistent at home. Yeah, they dropped yeah. the home opener against Indy, but over this little stretch of the last three, four years, they've been very good at home.
2: They have been good at home, and and uh, you hope that trend continues. As you guys have pointed out, though, the trend around the league is it doesn't really matter whether you're home or road, it seems No, like. the, road the road teams, teams are doing done, really well. Yeah,
0: very well this year.
2: That being said, I you you have to hope that this team is to a point where you can – you can exploit matchups, that you're deep enough to do it. But I have – this is the classic game that at the time the schedule came out, you said, okay, that's a, this is a, a game that you circle and you say, Bills at home, you got to have that one. But the Bills are a lot better than we thought. But with the, with the drop-off to Barkley, and I do think there is a drop-off, I think you like your chances. Although, they do have Frank Gore, who seems to have a great game every single week. It I think amazing. in 2025, Frank Gore will have a good game against the Titans at age 50. What? I mean, he just... Did he have over
0: 100 yards rushing last week against New England? He played great.
2: He's still playing well.
0: No. It's unbelievable. So, I, you
2: can't sleep on, on him if they haven't figured it out. But, the offense for the Bills does yeah. look like, if you make them drive the field, you like your chances of holding them down, which is the the Titans have, as Mike Vrabel called it, and I think it's an accurate word, Brett Kern is a weapon. Playing the field position game with him is a good way to play. What was the average drive start of the Falcons, the 16-yard line? Yep. If you make teams drive that far and you don't turn the ball over, you're putting yourself in a really good spot. Your offense does not have to light the world on fire. I like their
1: chances if they can do those things again. I was trying to find a stat uh, about the Titans' defense, but they're, they're playing the way that we all hoped that they would. And when you look at the right. rankings... especially if they, if they had a few red zone stops mixed yeah. in, I
2: think their stats, but, their, 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 their numbers would look even better. They, here you go. Uh,
1: fourth in the NFL in points per game allowed. Six in third down percentage. Tied for fifth in sacks with 13 on the air. So, I mean, you look at that and those specific categories I mean you're feeling pretty good about this defense right now and, and I would say that over the course of the first four games you're just seeing them with each game get better and better now you know do they have hiccups of course I mean that's that's a part of the of the game but I've liked what I have seen so far and I think that this defense is starting to get to the point where they can cover up some of the deficiencies of the offense and and be able to help them win some games and which is kind of what we were all hoping for all along. But I like the matchup, especially if Barkley's going to be under center for the Bills. I really like that matchup against the Titans defense. I
2: thought Tim Hasselbeck had some great insights on Allen and Barkley and the difference between the two. And Josh Allen, I agree 100%. Physically, he, he looks like he can, he can make some plays, but he also makes more big mistakes. Barkley not as physically imposing, even though he had a lot of hype coming out. of it. I, I did not know the backstory there, that he didn't play any other sports. How often do we talk to people right. and say, you got to play more than one sport? He, so he went the other way, and it's gotten him to the NFL, but he's not a, a super tool, toolsy kind of guy, right? He's a smart player. He's not going to m- maybe make big mistakes, but you hope you can contain – the offense with him under center. If that's, I, I guess Allen's still in the protocol. I guess he could be released from the protocol and play. I, we don't know. Cause. I mean,
0: I, I, I'm not ruling out that he doesn't play. Yeah, yeah, I, I
1: that it, it's, it's one of those things that maybe it's a game time. Well, we'll need to – tomorrow. We'll know, tomorrow, right, yeah.
0: right. We'll know what if he, if he practices. Yeah, that's different. If he's out tomorrow, then I, I usually Friday is the Friday's indicator. the day. That's yeah. the indicator. You, you go from their practice, and you know, usually, for the most part, it didn't work for. when Steve McNair was here, but for the most part, if you don't practice on Friday, the, you have a good idea. you're not going to play. If you practice, there's probably a really good shot you're playing.
2: Let's also go back to last year. If, the, if Josh Allen had not played against the Titans, and it was Nathan Peterman playing, do the Titans win that game? I just think there's no way that the Bills could have beat oh, the Titans with Nathan, Nathan Peterman? Peterman starting. Yeah. So Josh Allen can make a he made a difference in that game. Yes. He didn't play great in that game, but he made a couple plays. Right? He just you know he ran it a couple of times. Uh, you know they, he had a couple of key throws at key times. So he is he is an upgrade from your basic guy, and I think Barkley is probably a little bit better than Peterman. Fair to say.
0: Yep. We'll come back and wrap up the first hour
2: of Darren Donick and
0: Chase next.
1: What's the biggest plus in having LeJuan back in the building? Well, I, anytime you bring back a Pro Bowl-type player, um, that's going to help, no doubt. And, um, you know, I think when it comes down to it, um, just through the few meetings and um, just what we've been through these first few hours with him, um, He's excited. Um, and he, you can tell that he's got a little juice to him, and I think uh, when you bring that type of player into the the offense with with some juice and excitement, it's going to kind of carry that over to other guys as well.
0: <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> That's great. Whoops!
2: Oops. Ugh. You talk about something Maybe. that the minute he said it, people were just they could not type fast enough. Like, well, then he said it again. He said it again. He said juice. He said juice. He is juice to come back.
0: You already said he said juice. Get it out there on Twitter. Isn't it crazy though that that word? I know we immediately right. go. I mean, think about right. it. What he said. There's nothing, nothing. Nothing wrong with that. Right. But but we, we know what he meant. The association of that word. Right. Yes. It, it changes. It changes the mindset for a lot of yeah. people. Exactly. It's crazy. Because I mean, you, you In say sports.
2: That... It happens a lot. Pete Weber has an entire reel of things that are said that make total sense. You know what they're saying, but it can be taken another way. Right. Right. Well, well so. Peter Laviolette should blame baseball for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Baseball. Right. It's, it's baseball. Cre- they hatched that mindset, right? It's always
1: baseball's fault. Doesn't Peter Laviolette say, like, the, the guys are juiced or... Well, I know he says Juicy Soros, everybody, yeah.
2: every single guy and coach on the team calls him juice.
1: Right. Right. Uh, so, look, it's a, it's a phrase that gets used and Marcus Mariota may be a poor choice of words, but... It's okay,
2: it's okay. I, we can it's all, all right. laugh about it.
1: Now don't, that it's over. don't at, don't at me saying that I'm coming after Marcus <laughs> because he had a poor choice of words.
2: <laughs> Just don't let it happen again, and yeah. then you know. After the game, well, yeah, I mean, he Marcus was could today. do it again. Well, he could do it. Marcus yeah. can do it all he wants. It's kind of funny, but as long as Taylor the one does not have any, you know other incidents like this. In all seriousness, does he hopefully have Hopefully it's to in temper, the rear view. He, he, rear look, view.
0: you know, we've already seen the clips. Him out there running around, like he's he's ready. He's ready, he's ready. And Mike Vrabel already said he gave, you know, he asked for a hug, and it was a quick yeah. hug. And, you know, he's ready to get back. But in all seriousness, does he have to make sure he – I don't want to say dials it down, but, I mean, he's got to be careful that he's not just goes out there and just an explosion. He's got to – You're right. He hasn't played this season. He can't just go out there and – Come right, come right out of the gates, you know, at like the Kentucky Derby and run as fast as <laughs> you can, right? You're going to have to pace yourself a little you bit. You've got to pace yourself. And he does
2: have a track record of getting too amped up, right? Great. Many times. You can run the reel of that throughout his career. So checking the emotions is important. I, I thought about that a lot uh, with some of the pitchers, right? Sean Manaya, Max Scherzer is a guy that always he gets jacked up on the mound. I, I think sometimes when. The situation really gets big, and that crowd he, he needs to dial it down a little bit. Taylor yep. Lewan, I think, is one of those guys. Yep. And I think the Predators tonight, the first ten minutes of the game, they're going to be jacked up. I think it's, this is one of those where you want to you got to adjust your dial so you try to find that right groove of not getting too yep. jacked up to where you, you trip three guys and all of a sudden you're you're three on five just because you're too you're too pumped.
0: Yeah. That is a serious – we've talked to people before. It does happen. Coaches and players. I mean, it it does happen. It's a serious thing. I know a lot of people out there chuckling like, come on, you can't be too amped up. No, actually you can. I I know enough conversations we've had with coaches and players, whether it's current or former, they have said, yeah, we we had to like – we had to monitor that, especially, you know, a lot of times in a big game when you have to wait all day and it's a late start, right, and by the time you get to that – You've already exerted so much energy just to get to that point, and then now it's finally here, and it's like, huh? Maybe I should have been saving a little bit of this. Now yeah. we got to go out there and perform. But so, it is a real thing, and I agree with you because it's going to be, it's going to be a great atmosphere, and they're going to be ready to get after it. I mean, Matt Duchesne is a guy. I think you know. I mean, this it's finally here, yeah, and he is one that is going to that first shift, man. He is going to want. To make an impact, and and but there is something does, you have to be careful. Does he continue the trend?
1: Game. You know, uh, we've, yeah. we've had, yeah. we've oh, had yeah. the trend. Knock on wood. Oh, yeah. I don't does know he if he do it. I don't know if the streak is intact anymore, but uh, I don't think it is. But there was a there was a streak for a long time of Pretty a newly acquired streak. player yeah. with score in his first game. first game. So
0: does he light the lamp? Hey, if, if there was anybody that could keep that streak going, I think it would be him. Yeah, and uh, can you imagine? this
1: bill i mean this building's already going to be the roof about to blow off but if he's if he scores a goal or the first goal i mean this thing is gonna just be loud playoff loud
0: it will be loud indeed that'll do it for hour number one here on darren Donnie can chase remember come down here sign up and win tickets plus hang out twelve dollars and fifty cent burger and beer but at 12 45 we will draw a lucky winner's name and you will be in the building tonight to watch the predators and the wild hour number two coming up next On ESPN 1025, the game.